Hey guys, it's Pete Mundo. Thanks so much for listening to this week's radio show. We put it in a podcast form. It airs in four Big 12 states. If you don't catch it there, you catch it here. Please do leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. We appreciate that. If you do it, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do is screenshot your review, email it to me, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. It's a great deal. Keep the beer cold. I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the show. Continuing on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, I'm Pete Mundo, and now let's welcome in Bill Bender of Sporting News. Uh, Bill, you know, you look at the Big 12 Conference, obviously, which is what will be our focus here. Uh, Do you think right now, the Big 12, OU's gotten in three of the past four years, two straight years, two straight Heisman Trophy winners. Is OU carrying this conference in your mind from a national perspective or do you think that the depth of this conference is also helping its image across the country? Yeah, no, I think they are. But, I mean, that's the model in some ways is to have that hammer at the top like Oklahoma and Alabama every year, players in the playoffs. Ohio State's probably the Big Ten's best bet. And you lump in Georgia, there's five schools that have combined for 15 playoff appearances. So I, all, all the way across the top, there's a monopoly at the top. And, you know, very few Big 12 schools that have been able to break through, but it's like that in other conferences as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Bender is our guest at Sporting News right here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Appreciate a few minutes out of him. All right, Bill, let's uh, get into this, uh, just this matchup, your early thoughts. I know we have three weeks to digest this whole thing, but when you look at this uh, matchup for OU against Alabama, you know, no one's given Alabama a run for its money outside of Georgia here. So, uh, does OU's offense have enough to stack up against this Alabama defense, or is it defense just not good enough to do anything here in this game as you look at it two and a half weeks away? Um, you know, it goes both ways. I think Oklahoma will be the best offense Alabama's faced. We all remember the Sugar Bowl a few years ago, the tempo can bother anybody you know even Alabama I think Oklahoma's capable of scoring 30 to 35 on any team in the country now Mm -hmm. defensively that's the test how many stops is Oklahoma going to be able to get because if they play defense like they did for the majority of this season Alabama's going to score a lot of points Mm -hmm. with those receivers that can run free so but I think Oklahoma wants to make it a shootout they don't want to if they play to 30 they're going to lose Mm -hmm. if they play to 50 you know, things can get wild. You know how college football can be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Bender, Sporting News, is our guest on Heartland College Sports Weekly. So, you know, Bill, you look at the Big 12 here. A lot of coaching moves this offseason I want to ask you about. you got now Les Miles. Uh, you have Cleman, of course, at K-State. Uh, throw into the mix. Uh, which one am I forgetting off the top of my head? Matt Wells at Texas Tech. Which one of these hires do you like the most in the Big 12? Matt Wells could be interesting, but that's a wait and see because I want to see how much they move away from what Texas Tech has been from Leach through Kingsbury and a pretty special, unique system that they've had there and how much they move away from that. I like the Cleveland hire. I don't know why Kansas State fans are complaining. I mean, he comes from institutional success at North Dakota State. Why would you not want that? And I get that it's the guy following Bill Snyder, and that's not an enviable position, but uh, 
or an unenviable one. Hopefully, I use that right. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and then last, I, I like having him back. I like having him back in college football. He obviously has a need and a want to to compete again. And I would look less at what he did at LSU and more at the job he did at Oklahoma State the first time around. If if you're a Kansas fan, because I think he can turn things around a little bit. What do you think? You know, what do you think the blueprint is for a guy like Les Miles, Bill, who is obviously uh, taking over what what's got to be? I mean, at this point, over the last five to ten years, the the worst FBS program, at least Power Five program in America. Uh, what does Les Miles bring from a blueprint perspective that he can apply to this job? Well, I mean, success. I mean, he knows how to recruit. He knows how to coach defense. He knows how to bring in top flight players. Um, He's been in the Big 12 before. He's coached in every big game possible. So I think those things, you know, some people worry that the offense passed him by during his time at LSU, and if there was a criticism, it was quarterback development, and all of that is fair, especially when you go to a conference where quarterback play is a a bar, you know, a basic minimum requirement to to be very good because the Big 12 quarterbacks are all mostly very good. Um, So... You know, we'll see, but I, I think he'll do a good job. I, I, I always, I've said it this way: had Kansas and Jeff Long hired you know, an assistant coach at Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, you, you, there'd be people, in my mind at least, questioning how much Kansas really invests in their football program. Well, they're invested now. Les Miles, big name coach, he's one of the few with a national championship. Bill Bender, Sporting News, joining us on Heartland College Sports Weekly. You know, Bill, you are uh, in Big Ten country, and, you know, this uh, this conference has not gotten into the playoff the last couple of years. You heard uh, the commissioner say, Jim Delaney say in the last, I think it was a week ago or so, he said, yeah, you know, um, he implied that he might have regretted adding Maryland and Rutgers to the conference. Do you think the Big Ten is having some regrets, not just about the size of the conference with some of those additions, but also the fact that you know they don't have one versus two in the conference championship game? I know nobody does that but the, but the Big 12, but do you think there are some changes on the horizon for the Big Ten? Well, I think that's coming next because uh, that's a big reason why I think Oklahoma went over Ohio State this year because they were, they were close. Um, but Oklahoma got a little bit of a bump off Texas that – Ohio State wasn't going to get off Northwestern. I think you know, the Big Ten is doing the right things schedule-wise, but the right things are making it harder to make the playoffs. I'm talking about being the only 14-team league that has a nine-game conference schedule. Mm-hmm. They don't play FCS opponents. They uh, you know, have the crossover games that have done in Ohio State the last few years, and the conference strength is really good on top of all that. I, you know, They've hired good coaches. Jeff Brown's a good coach, <laughs> and uh, he's in the middle of the pack. So – in a four-team format, you're always going to have a team that sits out. But the Big Ten, I think, I would the first thing I would look for as an immediate fix would be to get rid of the divisions. That way, you get two best teams in the conference championship. That's one thing the Big Twelve did do right after years of not having the conference championship. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Bill? You know, with the Big Twelve now adding that conference championship, uh, a lot of people got on them for it. I always liked it, not just from a branding perspective. You know, being a part of the crowd, so to speak, that you know first Saturday in December, but it just made sense for what we saw here, especially this year. I mean, let's be honest: there's no championship game this season. OU's not getting in over Ohio State. 
Correct, yeah. I mean, and it's better than that to do that and be out of sight, out of mind on the final weekend of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that impacted the Heisman Trophy race. Yeah. Having guys play in the last week, it ha- impacts the playoff race because Oklahoma was essentially able to correct their mistake, and they did, and they played well. And, they, you know, the other thing about it they answered, I think, was the defense made a couple of plays in crunch time, and that was huge. So – for all of those things that happen, yeah, the conference championship certainly made a difference for the Sooners. Bill, I, I want to touch on uh, what's going on here also in your neck of the woods, and that is with Urban Meyer, of course, uh, handing off the reins to Ryan Day. You know, th- There's been speculation that this is similar to what they wanted to do or what OU did, Bob Stoops to Lincoln Riley program, thinks it has a rising star in the business. Uh, but, you know, with OU, it was clearly because Bob Stoops wanted to move on and, and retire. Uh, with Ohio State, how much of it was truly, hey, we think Ryan Day is a star, or was it really, hey, Urban Meyer is just burnt out again? No, I mean, yeah, health was a big issue, and that that was well documented down the end of the regular season. There's no need to go back down that, but I think with Ryan Day, it is interesting that they're showing that much faith in him because there was no search, you know, and that's a search that could draw some – just about anybody because it's one of the top five jobs in college football. So, you know, a lot of faith in Ryan Day, who was instrumental. I think he's a big reason why Dwayne Haskins was in New York City as a Heisman finalist, his work as a quarterback coach. Bright offensive mind. But we're going to find out if he can recruit because Mm -hmm. Urban Meyer didn't just recruit against the Big Ten. He dominated recruiting in the Big Ten. And he was able to – he was the closest thing to the the Georgias and the Alabamas and all those SEC schools because – he recruited well when he was in the SEC as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bill Bender, Sporting News, our guest on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of HeartlandCollegeSports.com. So, you know, Bill, as you get ready for bowl season here, how much stock do you put into to bowl season? You know, and what conference does well, what conference doesn't do well? Is there too much, uh, too much stock put into that, or is it legitimate in your eyes? Well, it depends. I mean, people like to use the term meaningless, and I don't, necessarily like that because you know it's football and but there are some things i mean will greer's a good example uh where do you go with that one with the camping world bowl i don't begrudge will greer for sitting out at all i mean it's his decision uh you know he's a bright future in the nfl and all those kind of things but on the flip side of that if west virginia loses how do you criticize dana holgerson mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't have the best player so in a way if you want to say it's meaningless it's this is helping contribute to make it that way um, and you know, cause I, th- I know fans love to criticize teams for losing bowl games. Well, if the bowl game doesn't have the best players in it, that's a problem. So that's something that we'll need fixed along the way, but I don't think there's any other fix other than to support the student athletes in their decisions and, you know, to each their own. Bill, are you an eight team, uh, eight team playoff guy? Or are you happy with four or are you 16 team? <laughs> Well, I'm not going 16. I, that'd be way too many. Uh, either eight or four. I mean, I, I, there's arguments for both. Um, I think the 14 plus fine in that I do prefer arguing over who's number five than nine because once you get into nine, you got some teams that are much more imperfect. And, and to be honest, you know, Oklahoma and Ohio State weren't completely perfect this year. They weren't mm-hmm. 100. You couldn't 100% say Oklahoma, that's the right team because enough people – complained that it was Ohio State. There were some people, I don't know why, that thought it was Georgia. Um, but, um, you know, 18, it's not going to be perfect either. I mean, I'm not a guy that, if you, know, you can go to eight, that's fine. 
But if Pitt wins a conference championship over Clemson, I don't think Pitt's a playoff team. Yeah. And same thing with like the Northwestern. So the way I would do it is at the last after the last regular season game, ditch the conference championships, put the top eight in the rankings. I don't care if we use a computer, human, a human and a computer. I don't care how you do it. But you put those eight on campus and you seed them out one through eight and then you go from there. And mm-hmm. If the Pac-12 champ isn't in, so be it. If the Big Ten champ isn't in, so be it. By then, you pretty much have a pretty good idea who the eight best teams in the country are. And if you're number nine, you did something to leave yourself out. Interesting. A couple more minutes left with Bill Bender of Sporting News. Uh, Bill, Dana Holgerson, a name you brought up earlier with West Virginia. You know, uh, Mountaineers fans are upset with him. Uh, You know, they think this team should have at least been to the Big 12 championship game. Of course, they come up short of that. What do you, what's next for Dana Holgerson and the Mountaineers? They lose a lot of star power off this team. I mean, is this a team that's, that's seven, eight, nine wins a year, maybe once in a while, 10 plus? Is this a team that you think can compete yearly at the top of the Big 12? What is West Virginia football in your eyes? They're good. They just, they, that Oklahoma game really hangs over them. You know, the last couple times that they had a chance to break through. That was the game that got them. I think they fit the Big 12 profile. They found their footing. They throw it around and produce a prolific offense. When they were on this year, they were as good as anybody. But, uh, you know, you go to Ames and lose, and that kind of derailed some things. And, you know, they they played some thrillers. Mm -hmm. But I think Dana Holgerson's doing a nice job there. They can bring in the next quarterback. Will Greer really helped, I think, establish them as a Big 12 contender, and that was reflected in his Heisman ranking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's, the program's good, but like just about everybody else under Oklahoma, whether you're Texas or West Virginia or Oklahoma State or TCU, um, you're kind of one. Even Iowa State's in that conversation a little bit with what Ben Campbell's done. It's how do you climb the Oklahoma mountain? I mean, you might beat them once, but now you got to beat them twice. And uh, that's, that's the big challenge for all those schools, especially West Virginia and Texas, who seem to be like that next level where um, – you know, they're trying to climb that mountain, so to speak. He's Bill Bender, Sporting News. Always uh, good to have him on for a few minutes. Bill, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, look forward to the coverage throughout the bowl season. Hey, no problem. Thank you. Thanks again to Bill Bender joining us on Sporting News. Please do rate, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. I will send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do is rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Send me a screenshot of the review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.